first gospel, Matthew, the second chapter, and beginning to read the first verse. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, the old wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. When they heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Amen and amen. <laughs> The writer of the first gospel, Matthew, called them wise men. The writer of the hymn we just sang called them kings. Now, tradition has many, many stories about those people, but I would like to refer to them today as simply persons. Persons that we know very little about, but we do know that they had what I would like to call kingly wisdom. Kingly wisdom, one of those concepts, you see, that, that comes not before but after Christmas. It came because there was a star in the sky. And I would like us to look at what consists in kingly wisdom, what is made of, for point of reference, the Bethlehem star has five points. This sermon has five points. Five points that I think help to comprise kingly wisdom. First of all, kingly wisdom is made up of the courage 
to follow a star. You see, that's the wonderful thing about those people back on the day after Christmas. They had the courage to follow a star. The thing that we do not realize, unless you read in between the lines, there were other people who saw the star in the east when Jesus was born. People not only in far-off land of Persia, Babylon, but people in Israel as well. As a matter of fact, people right in Bethlehem, they saw the star. But what makes these people kingly and wise was that they had the courage to follow the star. You see, this Jesus, when he grew up, the point he was trying to make is knowing is one thing, but doing is something else. Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciples, it's not enough to know the will of God, but you must do it. The point of kingly wisdom is not just knowing what is right, not just in seeing the signs of the time, of recognizing a star of destiny, but kingly wisdom means having the courage to follow that star. The power of God's Holy Spirit is speaking to us in mysterious and wondrous ways, not only at Christmas, but every day of the year. Every day. I personally believe that God, by the power of His Spirit, is constantly bombarding us with new ideas, new concepts, new revelations of truth, new stars every day. We see them at work. We see them in our homes. We get them in meditation. We get them even in church. And I know, but I felt in there Friday night, I know he was speaking to some of you by giving you some concept, some sign, some star in the far off east giving you a new idea concerning yourself, your family, your business, your relationship to God through Jesus Christ. These messages come. They come all the time, ladies and gentlemen. But it's only the people with kingly wisdom who have the confidence to follow the star. You just don't talk about it. Say, I must do about something about that someday. You follow it. How else does God break through to us with new ideas and new concepts? God has great things in store for every one of us. And every day, He is giving us some sign, some star as to what we are to do and what we are to follow to find the destiny for which we've been created. We as Christian people of the church, we're not here just to defend the old history or to talk about things that happened yesteryear, but we're to be alive and awake, anticipating and anxiously awaiting the star to follow. doesn't mean you follow every star. Oh no, those wise 
kings did not do that. They had done their homework. They had studied their sacred writings. They knew what they were looking for. This is what Paul's trying to tell us. Don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. No, but test it to see if it is of God. But if it is of God, have the kingly wisdom to follow that star. That's the first point of kingly wisdom. And the second point is, as did those people of old, follow that star walking forward together. Walking forward together. We don't know really how many wise kings there were. Tradition has it three. Henry Van Dyke has named them. Other traditions have built about them, but really we don't know how many there really were. And we don't know how long it took them to get to the manger. Some people think uh, it took them 12 days. That's why we celebrate the 12th day of Christmas. They got there on the 12th day. Others say, no, it took many weeks for them to follow the star which they had seen in the east. There are others who feel that it was years before they came to see Mary and Joseph. We just don't know, but we do know this, that when they decided to have the courage to follow the star, they walked forward and together. You never find the destiny for which you were created by looking back. Never. Jesus said it so distinctly. Whoever puts his hand to the plow and looketh back He's not fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus said that. Jesus. You find your destiny by walking forward. By keeping head erect and going forward together. I'm sure that for that long period of time, be it 12 days, several weeks or several years, one or two of them thought that they ought to turn back. Or if not turn back, at least separate and go different ways. You know, they lost sight of that star, and you'll lose sight of your star too. Yes. Any person who has the courage to follow a star, he better be prepared to lose sight of the star from time to time. But keep going forward and go together. Not one of those people in kingly wisdom tried to do their own thing. Not one of them said, oh, you go your way and I'll go mine. No, no. I'm sure they disagreed. I'm sure they had violent arguments as to what should be done, but they stuck together. See, that's why the Christian church isn't more powerful than the world today, as powerful as God would have her to be. Because we can't stick together. And we go, one of us this way and another one this way. Many of them today are only talking about going back to the good old days. Tendence is down, money's not coming in. And instead of moving forward together to the destiny, they want to retreat to yesteryear and live in the past. Kingly wisdom is grateful for the past. It lives in the moment, but it always walks forward together. We somehow think in the church that if we listen to our critics, that's the wisest thing to do. I don't think it is. 
You talk with those who have the same vision that you have, who, who are attaching their destiny to the same star and who are moving forward with you. And cooperatively, you move forward, not unanimously pulling each other back. Point two. Point three is when they went. They went trusting God and believing in people. Yes, that's what those people did the day after Christmas. They trusted God and they believed in people. Never once, even when they lost their way, did those people in kingly wisdom think that God had forgotten them. No, they trusted him. They trusted that God, even though they couldn't understand why it took God so long to get them there and why they had to struggle so hard, nevertheless, in all of that struggle, sacrifice and suffering, they never quit trusting in him. They couldn't understand him, but they trusted him. And they believed in people. Why, they even believed in that old fox, Herod. Yes. They went with open questions. Unlike us, they believed that people liked them and their fellow man was here to help them. They didn't have any paranoia. They didn't see some suspicious person behind every tree or under every rock. They were open. They were free. And when they lost their way, they asked honest questions of everybody, even Herod. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We've lost his star. We're trusting God. We believe we're on the way. And we think you're going to help us. And they believed in Herod. And Herod told them the information. He really was conniving to somehow figure how he could get rid of this child who he interpreted as competition. He didn't tell them that, but he told them where they could find the one born king of the Jews in Bethlehem of Judea. That's where the prophets said he would be born. And lo and behold, notice in the scripture that when they trusted God and believed in people, believing even foxy Herod, Lo and behold, they did find the star and they followed it to the place where the baby and the mother and Joseph were. See, that's our job, ladies and gentlemen, is to believe in each other as well as trusting God. If you believe in people and they disappoint you, that's not your problem. That's God's problem. When somebody tells you they're going to do something and then mislead you, that's not your problem. That person is in trouble. Jesus tells us, as Paul explicitly writes to us, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Thank the good Lord we don't have to take time and effort to try to get even. All we have to do is believe in people. Look what happened here. They believed Herod. Herod was tricking them. But they believed in Herod. But under the providence of God, they got from Herod the information they needed 
because they were warned by God in a dream, you see, following another star or another sign. Herod did not get from them the information he wanted. See how things work out? When you trust people and trust God. Another thing that comprises kingly wisdom, when you're following that star and walking forward together, Trusting God and believing in people. Carry the best that you have with you. Be prepared with the best. Don't carry junk when you follow a star. Don't carry junk. Take the best of your brain power. The best of your money. The best and most efficient of your talents. Your gold, the king of all metals. Your frankincense. That which belongs only to deity, your myrrh, that that you would be willing to give as your last gift before death. Take those things with you. Take those things with you. You don't follow stars and get to their place of final resting unless you take with you the best that God has given you. You see, that's one of the big problems we have in the world today. People who are guided by God have been given a dream, a concept, a belief, and they've started out well, but they have forgotten to take things like dedication and sacrifice. They have forgotten that you don't get through school by not studying. The best advantages have to be equaled with the best of talents. And consequently, they forget to take their best. And consequently, though they're trying to follow a star, they never find Bethlehem. They never see the place where the child, that new creation, that new revelation rests. Because they forgot to take the best that God has given them. And then the fifth point. When you follow that star, carrying the best with you and being willing to use whatever you need in following that star, don't forget to become subject under that new creation which has been born and to which you have been led. Don't forget to become subjected unto that person or that thing. See, that's what those wise kings did. They fell down on their knees and they offered the best that they had. And these people who had kingly wisdom had the humility to bow before that to which God, through the star, had led them. That's it. You see, in the world today, we desperately need people who, having reached the destination, are willing to bow down before that to which God has led them. In America today, we have too many churches, too many businesses, too many homes, too many people where no one is keeping the store. That's why we have inefficiency and ineffectiveness. That's why when you call up to get somebody who is supposed to have been led with the ability and the skill to fix something, to be disappointed because he doesn't do it. 
That's the reason today we have countries and churches all mixed up and confused because nobody's running the store. For the people who have been led to those positions have not been willing humbly to kneel down and become subjected unto those particular gifts and creations that God has entrusted us to take care of. Kingly wisdom. Those are the five points. And as we draw to a conclusion these series of sermons on the concepts of Christmas and on this last Sunday of a centennial year when we are worshiping our bicentennial, as we begin next year as a country and as a nation, being the people who are called into existence by God, may I challenge each one of us today to have kingly wisdom. That's what the world needs most. Not the great minds or a lot of money, but people. People who know who we are. People who have our heads screwed on right. People who have the courage to follow a star. To walk forward together with other people who are following a dream or a star. People who trust God and believe in each other. People who always are carrying their best with them, willing to offer them whenever necessary. And people who are willing to become subjected to that to which we have been led. We don't need great diplomats, big statesmen, corruptions in high places or in precious office. We need people, young people and old people. We need people who exercise kingly wisdom, majestic common sense, royal thinking. And God on this day following this Christmas is calling us, you and me, <laughs> to that particular destiny. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are to be the princes of peace. And God has equipped us with the brightness of his star to follow him. The meaning of Christmas Day, you see, is to thank God for what he has given us, that Jesus Christ has been born. But the message of the day after Christmas and every other day of the year is not just what God has done for us in giving us Jesus Christ, but rather what God can do in us. For he who was born for us by his Spirit can be born in us if we have kingly wisdom. Glory be to God in the highest and on earth peace and kingly wisdom. May they be ours. I love you.
Amen. Father, what a great season. And by your providence, you have allowed us to experience the joy of another Christmas. Father, thank you. And may your providence, which has given us this experience, not be wasted by us. And now may the grace, mercy, and peace of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be alive in you now and forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen.